caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Caught with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. This is one night stand. What up, night fans? It's Tuesday, December 4th. Hey, it's Money Moose's birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. What a birthday present I got this weekend. (laughs) Your 30th birthday definitely came early. You weren't supposed to say that. Oh. (laughs) uh, I'm old. Whatever. (laughs) UCF wins our second straight American Conference Championship. We're going to an NY6 Bowl again, so I'll see you guys in Arizona. Where do we even start, man? What a game. Well, let's start with the score. Knights win 56-41. We were down 17 points, our biggest deficit of the season. Two separate times we were down 17 points behind an MVP performance from Daryl Mack in his first career home start. Yeah, return of the Mac was awesome. He did not disappoint. He had two passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, and should have been five because that one that uh, one where he fumbled it and Kalubiali recovered it was almost a touchdown. Crazy performance by him. What a game, man. It couldn't have happened any better. It was weird because it felt exactly like the first Memphis game, honestly. Actually, but a bit worse. First half, couldn't stop the run at all. They had like three touchdowns that were like seventy yards or something. I still can't. Con- I mean, I've seen I've seen the game twice, like after being there. I've seen it twice on TV. I just cannot understand how we couldn't stop anything in the first half. Like, yeah, I mean, it's I, just crazy. Gotta let them run the score up a little bit to make the comeback that much better. But we held them to three points in the second half. It was just all UCF after halftime. That's what I'm saying. Like, where was where was that in the first half? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we really are a second-half team. I mean, it's crazy. It's like night and day. Whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, that was just awesome. It couldn't have been – it was perfect. It really was perfect. I, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. And now we got to get ready for big old bad SEC, LSU, unfortunately, all the way out in Arizona. But we'll talk about that later. But let's go back to the game. But isn't this what we said – you know, last week, you know, I, I understand, yeah, everybody was down, really down, because Milton was injured and he could be out for an extended period of time. But we all, at least us, believed in Daryl Mack, and we told everybody that we were going to be fine. And we're fine. But honestly didn't think he was going to do this good, did you? Uh, well, There's no I, way anybody could have mean, predicted this. Yeah, if you go back to, I mean, McKenzie's first year, first season, he was, we didn't think he was that great. He was good at times, but he was inconsistent. And, I mean, for stepping up to start this game on this big of a stage with so much at stake, and, I mean, he just played perfect. He was lights out. I mean, not only is he a great runner and pretty much unstoppable as a runner, but he's a really good passer too. And it was exciting uh, for, you know, to watch him, Drop some of those passes in there, man. They look perfect. And those were the things that, you know, Squints talked about last week about his his passing abilities. He's good. He's not just a running quarterback. I mean, I think we're going to crush LSU. Oh, I I think so, too. It's just back to your point where 
you know, he's still very raw, I would say. Yeah. You know, being he's a, so he's young. A redshirt freshman, I mean. Go back to Milton's first year, and I just remember watching the Cure Bowl 2016 versus Arkansas State, the last time UCF lost. He got booed. Yeah. Like, he got booed off the field. I remember I wanted to put Holman in. I mean, a ton of people did. I I do remember that. And if you, and it wasn't even just that game. Like the few games before, we blew a huge first half lead against Houston. You know, we blew a lead against Temple, lost by one point. People were like calling for Milton to be benched. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how much, uh, how quickly you can forget stuff like that. How much winning just kind of erases everything. But here we are. You know, it feels like we just started this podcast. Like yesterday, and I know we right? were talking about it's well, already almost over the whole season. <laughs> and we're talking about what what's the chance of us going undefeated and all that stuff. And here we are, we did it again. I know. Yeah. I really can't believe it. I think I said like ten percent. You were a little more optimistic. I yeah. think around like twenty five. But the the reasons why I said that we didn't have a good chance of going undefeated again was the turnovers, <laughs> you know? which hurt us this game. It we had was some costly very uncharacteristic of us. We were due for a game like this, though. Yeah. So that, I mean, eventually they evened out. Maybe they evened out a little more. I think this is the first time, now correct me if I'm wrong, or if you know I'm wrong, this is the first time in the 25-game win streak that we've lost the turnover battle. I can't remember. I, I think so. I mean. I heard that somewhere. Well, we, have three, anyway. we had three fumbles, right? Yeah, we had three lost fumbles. Still no picks, but. Yeah, and we only took the ball away once, and it was kind of meaningless. Yeah, at the and end that, there. that first fumble, man, it was just like you know, Mem- Memphis comes out, they get the ball, they score, and then you know what? Like two plays later, we fumble, and then they score again, and yeah. like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, man, you could feel kind of the energy was starting to get sucked out of the bounce house. But like I've been saying all year, we're fine. And you got to remember, I mean, here's the thing with teams playing us: even if our defense gives up a lot of points, there's no way. Other offenses can score as much as us. And when yeah. you end up looking at the final score, 56, there's just no way Memphis was ever going to score that many points. We're never out of it. And I, I know I've said before that I've thrown in the towel once yeah, Memphis. this year. But, but, but you learned. I'm telling you what, and, you know, we don't sit together at the games, but when when we were down 14 nothing, and I was, you know, had my, hand, my head in my <laughs> hands just looking down at the bleachers, I was like, I never thought we were going to lose. I was just trying to think of like how great the story was going to be and how elated everyone was going to be once we come back because I just knew it just made it. It was that just much. bound to happen. Like, and I said it last week, and I hate to be like overconfident because people get pissed. They're like, "Oh, you're going to jinx us when I say we're going to win," but I knew we were going to win the game. Losing this game was not an option. We just couldn't lose it. It, it just no. it wouldn't. It was not possible for us to lose the game. Uh, we tried. <laughs> you know what's really funny is that I got so caught up in the game that I didn't even realize. I like totally forgot about the spread or betting or anything, and I didn't even realize. Oh yeah, I completely. Until like the very, I mean, the final seconds were ticking off, and I remember I just yelled out to like the whole crowd. I was like, "I totally forgot about the spread. Everyone's <laughs> rich. Woo!" Yeah, gambling. So I put. I hope you guys listened to my advice last week. Half price bowl tickets, baby. Yeah. So I, I put your advice worked out. I had uh, thirteen hundred dollars on UCF, and honestly, when we were down like seventeen in the second quarter, I like I completely forgot 
Like it just it's, yeah, it's, I was surprised you didn't go and like live bet your whole house or something. <laughs> <laughs> Should have, <laughs> but you know that's the thing, and that's what I that's what I was telling people. I'm like, look, if, if we were to lose this game, which we weren't gonna, it, do you really care about your money? That it's a few bucks, whatever, oh. and you're saving money by not having to go to the bowl game, so it really right. evens out. It's a win win. You you gotta you gotta do the half price bowl ticket. So I hope you guys cash in on that. Let's go back to the game. So much happened, dude. You know, free Greg McRae, another ridiculous stat line. 206 yards, one touchdown. Should have had had like two or three. Didn't think he was going to make this in this game, but he does pass the 1,000-yard mark for the season. First running back to do that for UCF since 2013 when Storm Johnson did it. And Storm also had the bowl game. But I think he had like 1,300. And McRae... wasn't even our featured back. He yeah. didn't even play Sto- for the first the, couple the games. The year Storm Johnson did it was definitely our featured back. Yeah. Like, there was a... That was a Fiesta SM, year. Yeah, the SMU game, Killens got, like, 24 to 26 carries. Yeah, and McCray had, like, five or yeah. seven or something. Imagine what he can do if he was our featured back. But we don't need him to be, you know, because we have an, a whole stable of running backs. It's almost not fair to the players because it's like there's only one football and so many of them deserve deserve to get it. But that's what makes us so good. And luckily we have the pieces like that on offense. So Mac was able to step in. I mean, he's surrounded by like half our offense is all conference. The <laughs> offense, yeah, the offensive line, the half of them are first team all conference. The other two are second team. Yeah. And it just give them some credit, man. Like. Yeah, those big the boys offensive are good. line shout out Cole Schneider, Wyatt Miller, Jordan Johnson, the vegan, uh, and the, all the rest of the guys. Jake Brown, we're good, man. We are really good, and yeah, now we got one thing left to do: it's finish the job. And we're not gonna really talk about the bowl game too much this episode. We're gonna do a whole preview episode. Um, we'll talk about a little bit about the travel and stuff later. Anything else you want to talk about from this game? I, there was so much. It's like, I, I don't want to forget anything. Yeah, we definitely got to congratulate Michael Colubiali with a momentum-saving, huge fumble recovery in the end zone for that, a touchdown. That could have been a huge swing in momentum because oh, yeah. we're starting to get the momentum back. And then, you know, if they had got that ball, that's seven less points for us, and they have the ball. I don't know if you saw that play. Gabe Davis, he, he he shoved the guy that was guarding him, like that was trying to get the football, and the dude, the dude flew like ten yards. Oh. You got to go back and watch it. Well, it also too, it was a very close call. Wyatt Miller went to go try to recover the fumble, and his foot like tapped out of bounds, but it was right after he touched it, and then his hand came off the ball. So it almost, if he was out of bounds, what's the rule? I think for it might have been a touchback. Like from Memphis. Yeah, I think that's what it yeah. is. So that would have been horrible. Crazy. But, you know, Heisman candidate Kalubi Alley saves the day yet again. Was that his Heisman moment? I think it was. Could be. That was his Heisman <laughs> moment. The other one is I think this is the first game all year where Davis and Snelson both went over 100 yards receiving. Yeah. Uh, together. So that's awesome. You know, you said it earlier, it was a tale of two halves. Between this game and the regular season game against Memphis, we've outscored them in the second half, 49-3 to in that's both ins- second that, halves. That's insane. They just, like, don't show up at halftime, so That's insane. Whatever. How do you only give the ball to Henderson six times in the second half? I have no idea. Like, well, I don't know. The thing is, they, 
when they did give it to him, he only had three yards. So, yeah. like, obviously it wasn't working, so they just had to try something else. Yeah. You know, that's what we've talked about in both Memphis previews is we forced them to throw the ball. That's the way to beat them. The problem is is we couldn't force them to throw the ball because they were too busy running it up our ass. Their quarterback sucks, man. Yeah, he does. If they, dude, this if they, horrible. If they had, uh, who's the guy last year? Ferguson on this year's team. Yeah. I don't think we could have beat him. I don't him. know. Man, all right, this is just a lot to take in. I'm still kind of like processing it all. It just this entire season's been nuts, but that game was awesome for so many different reasons. You know, it was so yeah. cool. Uh, we just watched the replay. It was so cool how they showed, you know, uh, KZ on Facetime with Mama Milton and. Uh, you know, Max's parents, it looked like his mom was in tears. I mean, just an overwhelmingly emotional game. And, you know, just between everyone wearing the lays, it was just really, really cool. We're going to remember this forever. We said it last week. I mean, this is this is one of those games that we're going to remember for a long, long time. All right. Also, uh, got to love the uh, stare-down kid, Anthony Allen, getting a full, like, 30-second um, segment lead in from the commercial they felt they filmed him like all over campus it must have taken a while i was gonna say it so he was like by like the reflection day, pond he was, he was at the union then he was at he was in lake claire and then they showed him they did a cut into him at the stadium kids Ki- everywhere kids so famous man yeah it's crazy it's awesome <laughs> I'm oh, sure last, enjoying the last but not least about the game just wanted to say earlier in the week i was a bit nervous about how the attendance was going to be um the place was packed but the place was packed i mean it, w- it wasn't a sellout but the place was packed it wasn't a sellout but it was very loud it was packed you guys showed up we did our part i know the commentators on tv after i watched it last last night they definitely you know they referenced the crowd m- multiple times about you know talking about all oh, this atmosphere and these r- raucous fans and it was yeah, it was great, and I think I remember at least twice where we we drew them off sides or yeah. had false starts. Yeah, for and, sure, dude. <laughs> I mean, I just when when those happen, I just lose my mind because it's like I did something. <laughs> I, like I feel like I'm like part of the game sure. when that happens. So yeah, shout out to Night Nation, and I mean, obviously, you know, great win from the team, but uh, the fan support was perfect as we really really needed it more than ever this game everyone showed up and was loud and it was awesome so now up next lsu in the fiesta bowl guys i said this last year before the peach bowl and obviously it's going to be a little bit harder being in arizona but do everything possible to try and get to this game like especially if you couldn't make it to the Peach Bowl. Now, granted, if you couldn't make it to the Peach Bowl, you're probably not going to go out to Arizona. But now, still, some people say they, you know, didn't go and they regret it. I mean, seriously, if there's any possibility, do whatever you can. You know, sell your books or, or do whatever. I know it's expensive. You know, maybe do a road trip. It'll be fun. It's going to be so memorable. It's going to be so awesome. If you're at the Peach Bowl last year, I obviously don't have to convince you because that was amazing. But this is going to be great. Um, you know, this one. This really is finish the job because, you know, I thought after last year it was just kind of – I mean, I'm not saying I didn't think we we're going to be good, but usually seasons are their own thing and then you kind of start a new chapter. But this is a continuation. This is really like the cap because people didn't give us any credit after last year. We started off ranked, what, 21, yeah, 22? 21, 21. So finally, just to like, 
get people's attention was like that's all we did last season was got people's attention. This season is like convincing people that we're actually good, and this is the final test in this whole marathon that we've kind of. Been we on. need to win so they continue to talk about us all the way to August, dude. Every day, <laughs> seriously, and God, uh, so many people are going to be rooting against us, but the whole world. I know. And what was this? the spread came out right? Seven and a half. Yeah, so it opened actually at ten, but it was quickly bet down to. Those offshore sites open with like random lines. They're not very good odds makers, okay. and then it gets adjusted very quickly as people start to bet. I mean, I've seen seven and a half. It's still seven and a half right now, plus seven and a half. First time all year we've been underdogs. Dude, a touchdown! Like, do they realize not realize how much we can score in the half? Dude, the uh, the UCF point total. Of gambling for the Memphis game was thirty three and a half. What a joke! Oh really? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh man, I put I put two hundred on it, but I also <laughs> had I had two hundred on Memphis under thirty points, so those kind of balance themselves out. So yeah, I've only been to Arizona once. I missed a connecting flight coming back from San Francisco. Ended up uh, going to a Yankees game there and got a flight the next day, but it was cool. In my brief twenty four hour visit there, um, they have In and Out Burger, which is great. Pretty neat little area there by the stadium and everything, but it's going to be a fun time. Uh, I just booked my Airbnb. I got like this five-bedroom house for, I think it came out to 1500 for three nights, but it sleeps 12 people, so it's going to be super cheap. So I highly recommend doing that if you're going out there because I looked at hotels and they're all like 300 a night, so I can understand, you know, it, it could be tough, and I won't necessarily shame anyone for not going but i will shame you if you have the means to go and you don't go yeah. so like if you're in college I, I get it like a lot of you like ask for this for christmas like i would i would just be like hey mom dad like don't get me anything like i just want to go to this game please yeah. like there's this- kids already in line for tickets like right now at the stadium yeah that's all there's 500 tickets so you don't have to be first in line Eh, whatever. Hey, it just good. shows dedication. I, I love it. I, I saw on Twitter the picture, it. their tents like kind of fallen over and all bent. So if anyone could like tell me, I anyone could tell me who they are, I'll buy them a new tent. I said, because that's like straight dedication right there. That's crazy. I Money move, the tent offer. <laughs> all right. Let's find out who those people were. Yeah. So unfortunately, you can't go to the game. I cannot, and it's very, very sad that you got to work. I though. can't go. I have to work. It just so happened that last year, you know, the Peach Bowl, the way that my job is, the days, you know, lined up perfectly. It was on the weekend, right? Well, it was on a Saturday, and I didn't have to work Sunday because that was New Year's Day, right? So, oh man, this is gonna be miserable. Because the game was on a Sunday, right? Peach Bowl. I thought it was on a Monday. I don't even remember. It was I'm just not sure. that whole week anyway, was a blur. I got it, it was like the stars aligned and I was able to do it. Stars it was on a weekend. <laughs> one of the be- <laughs> one of the best <laughs> games I've ever seen live. It was just an amazing experience. I've been uh, to Atlanta, you know, a dozen times before. I like Atlanta, it's a cool city. That was another game where we kind of came out. I mean, we weren't losing, but like we just looked completely different flat in the second half, yeah. And I don't think that this game against LSU is going to be any different. Like if we come out flat, it's, we're fine. I'm not going to you know, freak out. We're fine. LSU is not that good. Who did, Who have they lost to? So they lost to Georgia. They lost to Florida. They lost to Florida, and they lost to A&M in that seven-overtime game. 
That game was so long, I like fell asleep twice during just the overtime part, yeah. and I still ended up missing the end uh, right. after waking up. But we don't want to go too in-depth with that because we are going to have a show either next week or sometime before the bowl. We're going to be doing a full bowl season show preview. Big time. We're going to do every single bowl. Money Moo is going to give a pick for every single bowl game. Ooh, this will be fun. He's going to put his 59% well, record. You're speaking in the third person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm okay, going I, to, I got it. Go ahead. I like it. I'm like going it. to put my, my 59% winning percentage on the line for you, the fan. Every single bowl, I will make a pick and a prediction. We're going to follow that up with our special guest of the show, Anthony Squints Lenahan from Pro Football Focus. He's going to break down. Probably uh, he's probably at, every he'll, game. He'll probably chart all the LSU's sure. games and uh, give us a real, real good idea of what we're expecting. I watched, you know, the most of that overtime game before the overtime because they just got crazy after that. The defenses were too tired. Yeah. But the real football, like during the sixty minutes, they they're so. It's just a vanilla offense. Like their quarterback's not that good. I I don't know. Well, the offense is horrible. It's a defense. You know, and you defense hear, doesn't worry me though. Look at us. All we do is score points. Uh well, we haven't faced a defense like this. But then again, last year we hadn't faced a defense like Auburn, and yeah, look what happened. We saw what happened. So, you know, let's go back. Thinking about the bowl game, I know we're all disappointed about the peach. I've been saying it's probably going to be Fiesta, but lots of chatter going on about UF making a big push to not play us in the Peach Bowl. How do you feel about that? It's not shatter. It's facts. Facts. Big all right, facts. These are facts. And this is not a conspiracy theory like some of the SEC people think. This is like blatant. They didn't want to play us. Florida, they don't want to play us. They have nothing to gain by beating us. Nothing. So wait. If they beat us, like, okay, whatever. But if they lose to us, that's like so so demoralizing for recruiting. Yeah, for them in Florida, yeah, amazing for us, obviously. Yeah, well, we're the best team in Florida, and I think after we beat LSU, everyone's gonna know that. So I'm not even worried, one bit. Yeah, I mean, it would have been fun to go back to the Peach. Obviously, the fan turnout would be a little better, but we showed up pretty well to the to the last Fiesta Bowl. Like it surprised me because obviously our fan base wasn't uh, as I guess as engaged, you know, five six years ago, and we still had a pretty good turnout there. So it'll be interesting to see how many more people we can bring this time compared to last. Oh, actually, I stand corrected. They beat Georgia. They lost to Bama, Florida, and A&M. Oh, yeah, Bama. They they beat down Georgia. They beat them by like 20, Right, they beat them by 20, yeah. But then again, they didn't really like beat anybody. Here's their top wins. Miami, which they were ranked 8 at the time, but what Not- did Miami end up, like 6-6? Six and six? Yeah, they're un- like unranked, that. yeah. Auburn, which was number seven at the time. But they're... I think they were six and six or yeah. five and seven. And then their next best win is Mississippi State. I think they lost four or five games. Overrated. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they beat Georgia. This will be... <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to, to preview this. Going back to the rankings, though, how did we not jump Michigan? I know it doesn't matter. How much time do you think they spend, like, outside of the top four? Like, what... Five minutes. Yeah. I just don't get how we didn't jump Michigan. It, it just doesn't make sense. The college football playoff chair, Rob Mullins, who you've seen on TV just speaking gibberish, he was quoted as saying, Michigan is ranked number seven, and they deserve to play closer to home. So what does that mean? I mean, <laughs> he's saying that 
they deserve to play in the Peach Bowl because it's closer to their home than the Fiesta Bowl. That's the dumbest logic. Yeah. That's what I think. One other thing, too. Michigan and LSU have never played each other, which... Would have been a great game. Yeah. Michigan's played Florida like a hundred times. They always end up playing in bowl games. Either like the sit, they played in the Citrus Bowl before, they played in the Outback Bowl before. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, my it, parents are huge Gator fans. They they're not going to go to this game. Yeah, they don't care. Well, they're not going to the Peach Bowl. No, <laughs> they go to every. If it game. was against UCF, they were going to go. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh man, Mama Moo. Good times. Yeah, I'd, I'd do this whole ranking. You know what? We've complained about it all year, and we're allowed to. That's our job. But like we've been kind of been saying along with all of our complaints, it doesn't matter. You've been saying it all along. Win them all. Go to the NY6 game. Win that. That's all we can control. Yeah, they can't say anything. The push, well, actually, they can. Here, here's what they're going to say. <laughs> that LSU, LSU wasn't motivated. motivated. Yeah. They're and already saying, oh, because actually this is actually really good for us. Their two starting cornerbacks aren't playing because they want to go to the draft or whatever. But, like, I've already seen, like, some excuses start to roll in about that. It's like, hello, did you not forget we lost our quarterback? Yeah. Like, well, you know, I'm sure their second-string corners are probably pretty good. They're probably all four-star <laughs> recruits. So I'm not, like, counting on us being able to throw it all over them. Like, there's no tomorrow. But I think that we, you know, I think we're going to win. We just got to focus on this next game. A lot of the fans are already talking, oh, we're going to go undefeated next year. And just, let's just let's just focus on this game. I was thinking about that, too. I looked at I, – I'm not going to lie. Well, I looked we're at, I we're looked allowed to do that because we have our own show. Yeah. We can – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else don't. No, but seriously, I mean, it's, it's fine to look ahead. Like, you're not players. You're fans. You can do whatever you want. Like, if you think about next season, that's not going to affect us on the field. But at the same time – just enjoy this. This next month, just enjoy it. Look back. Reflect on this amazing season. And I said this after last year. I'm like, just enjoy this because it's never going to get better than this. It's never going to happen again. And shoot, here we go. Uh, here we are again. And just enjoy this moment. Go look back to when we were 0-12. How, how just insanely – that just like ruined like the whole second half of my entire year like as a person. Yeah. It's just so deflating when you don't have anything to look forward to. That weekend. Well, you know what a lot of the talking heads on TV I kept kept hearing all year long is, oh, do it, you know, go undefeated again or put put a couple seasons in a row, you know, put a couple seasons in a row together like the 2017 season. Well, here we are. Yeah. You know, doing it a second time, like you said earlier, really put us on the map and we, we've strung the two together and... UCF football is here to stay. We've made it. We here, did it. Here's, we made we're it. in the party. And if we're not in the college football invitational, like, so be it. We're we have a chance we to go out there. And now that we know we can beat an SEC team like we did in Auburn last year, we need to go out there and run up the damn score. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're definitely going to lay the hammer on them. You know, one other thing about doing this again Last year going undefeated, Western Michigan went undefeated a couple years ago, and there was no playoff talk or anything like that. But our national championship campaign followed by another undefeated season and us not even getting that close to the top four. The push for an eight-team playoff, at least on social media, is huge. And not just by like fans, like UCF fans or random fans, 
by like actual like national media people and stuff. Like it's huge talk. Danny Cannell, although he's been our biggest advocate, Joel Klatt, the guy that was trashing us earlier in the season. I mean, you know, people that are like very prominent in college football as analysts and stuff are all talking about us. And it doesn't make any sense not to have an 18 playoff. Who would be against that? The one argument I've heard is it takes away from the importance of regular season games, but that makes no sense because if there was an 18 playoff now, like for this season, all the games would have been just as important. If anything, some of the regular season games are more important for those teams vying for those eight spots. Instead, a lot of these, you know, championship games and stuff don't even end up mattering. Yeah. It it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. But I think we I think we just took like four years off of the when it's time. Gonna happen. Uh, yeah, it's gonna happen four years Probably. sooner because of this. I'll agree with Especially if and in parentheses I'm saying when, but if we beat LSU. I really mean when, but I don't want to get yelled at by you guys on Twitter for saying we're jinxing us. Because, you know, something I say on a podcast is going to affect the outcome of a game. Whatever. Oh, two other things that I wanted to touch on was the final coaches poll. I have where all the coaches voted us and what number. The two kind of odd slash funny uh, rankings was former UCF head coach Scott Frost. Only had us at number five in his final ranks behind Ohio State at number four. I mean, five's higher than most AP voters had us, though. That's true, but actually, he should know. He should know we deserve to be in there. It's whatever. I, I, he thinks that Ohio State lost by 29 to Purdue is more deserving than us. Oh, Just he, barely more deserving than us? So who did he? He so, had Ohio State at four. So where does he have Oklahoma? Six or something? I don't know. Huh. Eh, whatever. That crap doesn't matter. Um, and then Florida Gator coach Dan Mullen had us at number 11. Ouch. He thinks that we're the 11th best team. I didn't see where he had. I couldn't find where he had his own team. I'm sure higher Probably than ahead. us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, whatever. <laughs> stupid polls don't matter. They don't, but I feel like the playoff committee kind of looks at the AP and the coaches poll, you know, just for like confirmation of their own thoughts. Yeah. I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. It's so dumb. No other sport do you have, like... None. You know, honestly, No though, other sport. If there weren't these rankings, like, what would we talk about all week? I have no <laughs> clue. <laughs> hey, we won again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you guys Saturday. Yeah. So, What's going to happen if we actually, like... Sometimes I think about what Alabama thinks. Like, oh, they've been number one for, I feel like, the last cent you know, decade. Is it fun being an Alabama fan? I don't know. It doesn't sound fun. No. I don't know. I, I like the way we came up, you know, started Under, from the bottom. Underdog story. Everyone's saying you can't do it. If you're a Bama fan, it's like... You have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like win or nothing, you know? Yeah, and then, like, one loss and it's the end of the world, although that's how I would feel right now with the loss. But, you know, it's crazy. We're getting up there. If we win this bowl game... We're going to ascend the ranks of the all-time longest college football winning streaks very quick. Oh, yeah. We can get to number 10 with 29 in a row or something like that. I know, uh, look forward, whatever. But just a thought, we're really getting up there in the record books. So just something to think about. Wow, it's been a really, really special two years. And I wish we could just fast forward to New Year's. But let's just enjoy this while we're here. Yeah, because all I'm thinking about all day, every day is this game. 
<laughs> and not being able to go. This month sucks. Gonna, yeah, this month's gonna it, go by slow. I wish I had enough money to just quit. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think if it was a national championship, I might have. I would have just said, "Look, I'm, I'm done. Sorry." We're just calling sick. Yeah, I can't get a doctor note. <laughs> anyway, what are some other bowl matchups that are interesting? Did USF make a bowl? They did make a bowl. Even though they lost, what, their last five in a row? Yeah, they did make a bowl. USF is in the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl in Tampa at Ray J, their (laughs) home stadium. Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. (laughs) They are favored somehow, minus two over Marshall. Is that not? Wait, they don't play it in the the dome anymore? No, they changed it. Oh, because that was somehow the only thing worse than that bowl the bowl game at Ray J is the one at, in the crappy St. Oh, Pete at the Rays Stadium. In the baseball field. Yeah. Well, I went to two of our bowl games there. I don't know why everybody hates it. I I think it's kind of neat. It, it is, but it just sucks because we had to go there twice. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know why. Did Local you see that fun. tweet from the USF? Like, uh, AD. The, yeah, congrats. I think to, he was the assistant AD. No, Mike I, Kelly's the AD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congrats to all 157 UCF students. 147. 147 USF students that attended every home game. Which, didn't they only have six home games? Well, yeah, so did we. Or so did we have seven? We had oh, eight, including oh, the championship game. And nine, if you include How USF. How the hell? Do, I mean, they have a pretty big student body, too, right? Yeah. They Not as a, big as ours, but 140. I guarantee you we'd probably – how many students do we average a game? 10,000? Well, we ha- the student section I think is 12,000 or 12,500. So and we'd it, it's capped average- out every game. Like Students have been turned down for every game. Okay, so then we averaged 12,000. Yeah. So you can't tell me that there we didn't have 100. We had at least pro- – Probably say- at least 1,000 people went to every game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because we had a Thursday game and a Friday game. Yeah, but students, it's like, oh, you just you, yeah. like, walk over. You live on do. campus. <laughs> so anyway, that's one of the notable bowl matchups. It's crazy, though, that every American conference team that made a bowl is favored in their bowl. Power six, baby. Except, Power six. Except us. So Memphis is in the Birmingham Bowl. That could have been us. That could have been us <laughs> against Wake Forest. Could you imagine? Well, hold on. Let, now that we won... Let's talk about because I didn't want to talk about it that much last week. Okay. Could you imagine if we lose this game and we're in the freaking Birmingham Bowl in Alabama? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I actually watched the Birmingham Bowl last year because USF was in it and they played Texas Tech. The stadium was completely empty. Yeah, because it's on like Christmas Eve. Who wants to spend Christmas <laughs> Eve in <Birmingham>? Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's like five people in the stands. I mean, I'd, I, I, I would still go, but like. God, that's awful. It just stinks that, like, that's how much is riding on our games. Yeah, it's like one, game. one loss, and we're in the Birmingham Bowl. But well, anyway, anyway, so they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Wake Forest. Houston is minus three versus Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. So Army's pretty good. Temple minus five against Duke in the Independence Bowl, and Cincinnati minus seven-and-a-half versus Virginia Tech in the Military Bowl. It's nice. They match, like, our good teams up with, like, the really mediocre Power 5 schools, so we should win all these games, and it'll make us look good. Yeah, I mean, there's some good matchups. I would take te- I would take Temple and since I don't like Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is not good this year. No. Houston, I don't know, without De'Ara King. Yeah. Um, Memphis, they Memphis, got anything left in the tank? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Just had the balloon deflated, but eh, 
you never know. God, I fi- Birmingham Bowl. That's within you know easy driving distance. It's not Memphis, far so. from them. Yeah. Um. God, poor Memphis fans. Terrible. I'm just so relieved. They kept we- showing on TV these two guys that just like. Oh, they just hated their lives. Every touchdown we had in the second half, they went to these same two guys on TV, and it's just deflated, horrible. Yeah, you know, I'm just really glad we don't have to play them in the regular season for the next two years. Yeah, but we get Tulane, my favorite away game to go to. Um, All right, let's go to something else. All right, something else. This is gonna be a little bit of a new segment for you guys, so I apologize if. You don't like it. Or tell us you don't like it. Yeah. And we won't do it. But we're going to start talking about basketball because, unfortunately, football season is only about four months out of the year, and we need other stuff to talk about. Plus, we've got a really, really good basketball team, and we're probably going to make the March Madness tournament this year for the first time since, what, 2010, I think? No, no. I think it was like 2004. Well, we didn't make it in 10? No. We We were good that year, though. I know, but we didn't make it. Since we've been there. Hold on, let me look this up. 07. It's looking like 2005 was the last time we made the... Yeah, we played Purdue and we lost by like 40. NCAA tournament. So, very exciting. I think. I always have to say I think. You know, people, when you get on when you get on a show like this and yeah. you just start it's spouting on, off things, people look this shit it's up. On, it, it's on the record. I remember I kept saying, I, I still don't know what the... the Score is for last year's conference championship, like 63 to 55. Whatever it is, it's wrong. And every time I say it, someone has to tweet me. I think me. it's 62. It was 62, 55. Whatever. <laughs> Someone's got to correct us. But no, that's cool. You know what? We should be right. But honestly, I those numbers are hard to remember. Anyway, back to basketball. We've got a really, really good team this year. Kind of our last chance with this group of players, Taco Fall, BJ Taylor, all going to be graduate. Actually, BJ already graduated. But it's their last year on, you know, with us here at UCF, and I think we can make a run into the tournament. So where do you want to start? Well, we had two games since last week. We had a Thursday night big win over Alabama, and on Sunday we had just a devastating loss to Mizzou we in overtime. We should have won that game. I think we were up. We we're up three with like two seconds left. Yeah, and yep. it just didn't go our way. Anyway, that was the. Only our second loss on the year. We're six and two overall. The other loss we had was against FAU. Another devastating loss there at the end. That was we were favored by like ten or twenty points or something like that. I think that it was too. twenty. Ouch. But anyway, six and two overall. We already have three top one hundred wins, which that's huge for RPI. They yeah. do like top fifty and top hundred wins. And that that doesn't sound that good, but how many college basketball? There's, There's like three hundred forty something. It's not like football. Like top hundred is actually decent. Right. So we have three top 100 wins, Bama, Western Kentucky, and surprisingly Ryder, which is our first game of the year. According to Joe Lenardi, they're actually projected to make the tournament. Yeah, they're, they, they're going to win their conference. They're really good. Also, according to Joe Lenardi, right now, if the season were to end today, UCF would be projected as a 10 seed in the tournament. Interesting. Always dangerous, uh, 10 seeds. I love the 10. The 10 um, over 7, automatic. I'd yeah. actually, I'd almost rather be a 12, though. That would be cool. He did say that Ryder would be a number 15 seed and Western Kentucky would be a number 12 seed. So it's kind of cool. We like already beat, you know, yeah, basically a 15 decent teams, yeah. Let's talk about the players. BJ Taylor and we know is good uh, just from the last couple of seasons. But hey, buckets. I don't want to say I was surprised, but I was relieved to see that Aubrey Dawkins uh, is also 
leading this team in scoring. Aubrey and BJ are both averaging 16.1 points a game. Aubrey's really good. Yeah. He was uh he was at Michigan, I think, a four-star recruit. I think he was at Michigan last year, I believe. He was out the whole year, but he does get another he should get another year of eligibility, I think. I think so, yeah. But yeah, no, he hurt his shoulder in like the first game. Everyone was hurt last year. It kind yeah. of stunk, but that's what that you know, that's what I was saying before. All the pieces have finally come together and this is kind of the last chance for this Group core group of players for us. It's going to be a whole kind of new wave of of UCF basketball after this season. So it, it's really really important. Obviously, you know we still got a lot of basketball to go. The conference games don't even start until January. But you know we wanted to start talking about this a little bit every week and um, getting excited because it's it's going to be a special season for the basketball team too. And you know just like football, those guys need our support. So obviously I can't come up to all the games or anything like that. But, you know, if you're a student, aren't, aren't the games free if you're a student? They used to be. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm sure they still – go go to the games if you're there. Um, Basketball games are fun. They are I think they serve beer. Yeah, they do they serve beer. Yeah, they serve, they serve beer in the Not arena. Not like by the student section. You have to like walk over it's like, to the other it's, side. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of far. But still, awesome. But especially if you, if you guys live in the towers, like my God – is it really asking that much to like walk down the stairs and then walk up the <laughs> stairs to, to the to the arena? Uh, like, you'd be surprised, man. College makes you really lazy if you don't remember. They're fun. <laughs> they're a whole lot of fun, though. Yeah, student section's fun. And so, unlike when we were going there, every single home game is on ESPN. So, like, what? Do, how do you not like being on TV? I like, like being just on TV. Get there like an hour before or whatever, and you're basically on TV for like the whole three hours, yeah, or two hours or however long. Pretty neat. You know, when we were going, it was like a huge treat if it was on ESPN three. Uh, yeah, we used to be on some <laughs> weird networks, dude. I don't even like the local spectrum. Yeah, or Bright, Bright House, House uh, Sports, Bright House Sports Network. <laughs> yeah, so these kids have got it made. They can get on ESPN like pretty much any night of the week that they have a game. So. Yep, and you know, obviously, we got. I think he's the tallest player in the nation, Taco Fall, standing in at seven foot seven, easily the tallest player in the nation. He's one of the forty tallest people in the world. Oh, really? How many people are in the world? Like uh, six billion, seven billion, seven billion. I think. Yeah. Now. Wow, top That's forty insane. height. And I met him. You met him too, right? When I didn't meet him, I kind of tapped him on the back after I, after I rushed the court um, when we, when we won the. Uh, game to make the NIT Final Four against Illinois two years ago. I rushed oh. the court, and he was, like, in front of me, and I'm like, yo, Taco! <laughs> and he just, like, looked He looked down from, like, eight feet above through nice. the clouds. But, uh, yeah, he's a tall guy. Um, Very tall. Doesn't have to jump to dunk. Pretty no. cool. I shook his hand, and my hand disappeared. He's got big hands? I swallowed it. You know what they say about big hands? <laughs> big socks? You, you can No, you can grip a oh. basketball. Oh. oh, no, that was big feet. <laughs> 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 all right so anyway, anyway exciting next, uh exciting basketball uh season so yeah just be sure to uh you know follow along and support these guys it's gonna be a good good year a lot we, of basketball to play we do have an easy quote-unquote easy schedule for the next four games all four games are at home so after your finals don't go straight home you know, stay, stick around, you know, chill, hang out, go to a couple of basketball games because they're playing, like, some pretty poor teams. Could be some great dunks. Obviously wins. We're playing Grambling State, Georgia Southern, Stetson, Illinois State. Should be 4-0 in all those. All the games are also on Watch ESPN if you can't make it to the games. And then after Christmas break, conference play starts at home against Temple on January 2nd. 
Do people go home for like all of Christmas break? I forgot. It's like a month long almost, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, every year, I remember like my freshman year, I went home for like the whole month. Like going home was fun. Yeah. And then like every year I went home like more little, little by little. That dead period, like I call it the dead period, you know, when there's no school going on. But it's actually really fun being in Orlando. Not as much traffic, different crowds at the bars. It's like all the FSU people that are coming home for Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Why? So yeah, yeah. Check. There's like no lines at any of the restaurants. You know, you just do whatever you want. Yeah, it's it's neat, and you don't you have, have no school, school or anything. Probably don't have any work. Just yeah, just do, <laughs> literally do nothing. Oh man, I miss college. Eh, not really. Having money and being grown up is cool yeah, too. Yeah, having money is better. Having money is definitely better. <laughs> the thing that sucks was right after you graduate, because you're not only are you broke, but you have to work. It just, it was like worse than college. But then after that, it just gets better and better and better and better. Yeah, I agree. So just get through those first couple years and you guys will be fine. All right, where do you want to go next? Where Swag- do I want to go? Swag of the week. Swag of the week. Who was the winner last week? Did we announce that already? The winner last week. I don't remember. Mac. It was Mac. Dude. Oh, yeah. Came in, saved the day. Oh, yeah. All right. Um. So my swag of the week, I pick Coach Josh Heupel. Normally doesn't show that much emotion. At least from what I've seen, not in a bad way. He just he, he was a little. His energy was different than say Frost. Frost was always fiery on the sideline. Hypo a little more tempered. But when he came out, when we, he was coming off the field from an injury or something, he, he was out there for an injury, I think, and he started you know uh, waving his on hand. the opposite side of the field. So he had a long walk, long back walk back by and himself. He just, by himself, everyone looking, and he just you know started throwing his hands up and down, hyping up the crowd. That was awesome, and I think I don't know if he's just been saving like this emotion all season, but like at that point, now I always knew we were going to be fine, but I think that like gave hope, even though we ended up giving up another touchdown. For some reason, that just like it felt like it just sparked some hope in everyone. You know, times were not good. You know, we were down, we're kind of losing energy as a crowd a little bit, and. Man, that just really sparked us up, and I thought that was really, really cool. And that's just, that's one of those little kind of snippets that I always kind of remember. And he just kept going, too. And it's crazy because the crowd just kept getting louder and louder yeah. and louder and louder, and he just kept waving his arms up until yeah. just the whole place just, and just I don't, going I nuts. Mean, that's not something, I don't know, I, I don't think there's a rule against it, but I've never seen a coach do that, I think. Have you? Not during an injury, but yeah. <laughs> it was kind of just, it was our own... It was our own guy. Like, yeah, I think it was. A, it was one of the offensive linemen. Yeah, or it's not like it was remember. like it's not like it was a Memphis guy. I'm sure whoever got hurt was perfectly fine with the yeah. crowd hype up. But no, that that was really neat. So that's who I pick for swag of the week. I'm gonna go. My swag of the week is gonna go to Daryl Mack, just because, you know, he came in an absolutely incredible performance in the USF game. But I feel like a lot of that was just adrenaline. You know, you're thrown out there in the moment. And USF sucked. This one, like, he had to think about this, like, all week. Mackenzie and his thoughts and prayers all week. You know, everybody just, like, the pressure was mounting on him. We talked about it before, one loss, and we're in the Birmingham Bowl. Like, yeah. it could have been all his fault. Well, there. and not only that, I mean, we were down a lot yeah. for a lot of the game. 17, two times. And this freshman quarterback that just got thrown in had pretty much, he said, Two weeks of practice in his whole career with the ones. So probably only like, you know, less than 10 practices as a starting quarterback. And, I mean, really put the team on his back. I mean, obviously it was a whole team win, but it could it could have been easy for him to just kind of 
not give up, but you know, when we were down, I mean, no, I would, I would say, I would use the word give up. You're yeah. down, your team's down 17 points, and you've fumbled the ball twice. Yeah, three times. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people would have just folded. Yeah, like that's it. Yep. You know, could've, or he could have started. You know, trying to do too much, throwing a couple picks. Exactly, and, getting in his head. I mean, there's so much about football, and really any sport is mental, and you can beat yourself up mentally. And he, you're right, man. He just persevered, and I mean, God, he had seven touchdowns, pretty much. Yeah, like six and a half. So that's definition of swag. That's some, that's some pretty good swag. So we'll put the poll up on Twitter. Almost not fair to put them against each other, but I think I know who's going to win that. I still like my pick personally. But All right, so that's swag of the week. Let's get to one of our favorite segments, the Fab Five. What are we doing this week, Moo? We're going to go with the Fab Five plays of the year so far. Individual plays, right? From UC, yep. Just God. from UCF. It's it's there's so many. It's gonna be this tough. Was to, tough. It was tough to narrow it down just to five. This is gonna be really interesting trying to do this on the radio because usually top five plays, you know, you want to see them. Yeah. Well, we can. <laughs> all right. So let's. Well, well, you know what? Anybody listening to this is definitely gonna remember all of these plays. Every single vividly. One. But That's we'll true. we'll do our best to kind of recreate them in your head. So let me start off. First one, we've got the Quadri Jones trick play in the ECU game. I think we were down at that point, or the game was definitely close, and Mac wasn't really doing that well. We weren't doing much at all on offense, and this play really kind of sparked us, you know, got some momentum going. So Mac took the snap, threw it over to Quadri Jones, who was lined up as a wide receiver. First play he's ever been in college. This is his first college football play, and he throws a bomb to Adrian Killens. Even though it was underthrown, he was so wide open, it didn't matter for the touchdown and it was like all right we can do this with mac it gave us a a little hope and a very very small preview of possibly the future future quadri jones so that's our first one second play i'm gonna go with was against memphis the fourth and one hypel's quote go bone play taj mcgowan running the ball with tristan hill in at fullback oh yeah the huge clear out block Taj McGowan on fourth and one. There was about two minutes left in the third. We were down, I think, two scores. No, we were still down seven. We were still down sixteen. Taj McGowan takes the ball, seventy-one yards for a touchdown on a fourth and one. It was just an incredible play call by Heupel to go for it fourth and one in our own like thirty-yard line yeah, or something. Twenty-nine yard yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, twenty-nine. And. Taj took it to the house, and yep, I, Tristan, boom, pancake baby, Tristan Miley Cyrus Hill, oh, the, yeah. wreck, the wrecking ball, the wrecking ball, that was awesome. I was there for that in person in the rain. Pretty much completely missed it because I thought we were punting, and I was playing on my phone. <laughs> there's, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it. There's a picture of me literally. There's Taj McGowan running. You can see the raindrops in the air, and you can see me in the background, not looking. Looking the complete opposite way. <laughs> hey, man. I had to I had to be on Twitter. Um, it's rare having service at a game, which kind of going off track here, but how did Mama Milton get KZ on FaceTime? What? I, I don't know. My phone doesn't work at all in I the can, stadium. I can't even get like, text gave her, like, messages. gave her a secret Wi-Fi password. Yeah, like, something like, like that. Wi-Fi. All right, anyway, just side note there. So, yeah, that was definitely an iconic run, and that's kind of the play we'll all remember from that Memphis game that really turned it around for us. And 
I mean, geez, looking back at it now, it kind of like saved our season, you know? Absolutely. All right. Third play, I'm going to go with DJ Max, 70-yard touchdown run versus UConn. This was Max's first game. You know, I know it was in garbage time, whatever, and it didn't really matter, but I mean, this is the first time we saw him, and it, no one knew anything coming into this game about him at all, except that he was just, you know, the third string quarterback last year behind Vedral, and he breaks out this huge run, and it's like, whoa, like, we're going to yeah. be okay after KZ leaves in a year. And it was just kind of our first taste, and it's crazy looking back at it now because now Max the guy, but. That was kind of, you know, our first little preview of uh, what was to come. And, boy, you know, he did not disappoint. <laughs> Even though, you know, yeah, I understand. It was in garbage time and it was against UConn. You know, now it's, historically the worst defense in college football, college history. football history. But but it's not every day you see a quarterback that's 6'3", 230, or whatever he that's is. That's the thing. Run 70 yards. He's a big dude, for a man. For touchdown. And going back to this game, like, I, we were just re-watching it on TV, and he's, he, he can't stop him. Like, it, it's it like takes Cam m- Newton Jr. Ta- it, really, it takes multiple people to bring him down, and he's, like, always good for, like, four or five yards. Easy. So, yeah, that was, you know, like I said, our first kind of preview of what was to come with Mac, And, uh, you know... Not that important of a play, but it was one that'll stick out. And, you know, you look back on the season and remember, I mean, that that's kind of when we realized, you know, we've got a decent guy behind KZ. So the next one here in our Fab Five, plays of the year for UCF. Tristan Hill's rushing touchdown against SMU. It was one carry, one yard, one touchdown for the big man. Number nine, getting into the end zone. I think he did a little dance afterwards too. spike the ball got a 15 yard penalty yep. <laughs> hey you know no, what it's good whatever we i mean were up he's a not lot, he's not used to scoring he didn't know what to do you know what do you do you, you know tristan see ball tristan spike ball right <laughs> i mean every, everyone remembers last year when jamias Pittman. oh yeah uh, had a touchdown catch everyone went nuts so it's always good to see a defensive lineman get in the end zone and love the, it when the big guys one, score they really one, do anything that one was for tristan so yeah, I, I remember seeing it, and I was like, "Whoa, did that? Was that? Was that? Him? Did that just happen?" Yeah. Like I knew it was him, but it was just kind of shocking. Definitely awesome. All right, and the last one we've got, we got to do it, man. KZ's rushing touchdown against Memphis the first time. Well, obviously, um, where he flipped into the end zone, and God, it was like, it was like I was happy he scored, but at the time I was like, "Crap!" Like I hope he didn't get hurt, and then he got up and was fine. And that's when he did the. Uh, the shush the crowd thing too, you know, with his finger over his mouth. I, I don't know. I get, it's hard to describe. I think that was idea. to go ahead. That was the go ahead touchdown. Was it? Or it was the tying touchdown? Then right with it, the extra. It point. was awesome though, man. That was just, and that's like one of those pictures that you like, you'll just never forget. Like, yep. just an awesome upside down. You know, man, that kid, he just put it all on the line for us, man. He was not afraid to take hits. every game. And looking back at even at the Auburn game last year, I mean, he put the team on his back running through everyone, putting his body out there. And uh, what an awesome kid, man, special kid. But uh, that, that play right there is kind of just a like a like a summary of how he played for us, man. He was never afraid to do what he, do what he You know, he could have slid or whatever, and we probably would have ran it in from the one. But he just put it all out there and, and got that touchdown. Yeah, that's not how he is. He's a get-in-the-end-zone kind of guy. Exactly. And uh, – yeah, I mean, without him, I, we don't win that Memphis game. So nope. that w- that was awesome. 
All right, so that was our Fab Five. We had the Quadri Drones trick play, Taj McGowan, fourth and one at Memphis, Tristan Hill's rushing touchdown versus SMU, Max 70-yard TD versus UConn, and McKenzie's flip into the end zone versus Memphis. Uh, but wait. Honorable mention time. The first time in our Fab Five, short Fab Five history, we have an honorable mention. You know, there were just too many good plays to pick from, but we really, really, really wanted to include this one. But Joey Connors in the Cincinnati game with his big field goal block. Yep. And actually, well, not just give it to Joey Connors because there was a couple other people. Well, like half the team laid out Cincinnati yeah, people on because the, the return was just as incredible as the block. Jasinski had a big hit, right? I think. Um, I no, know Bam Moore got the. He had a big one, but I mean, like we had like three really good. Someone destroyed the kicker. Was yeah. that Moore? And then no, there was a Moore couple, got the ball. Oh. Well, someone just absolutely leveled the yeah. kicker on the run back, and there was a couple other good hits too, which actually reminds me, another honorable mention, Jasinski's hit on the uh, quarterback. On the, Cincy, Cincy. on the Cincy quarterback. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was a big play. Um, so we'll, we'll give that an honorable mention too. But all right, honestly, no more. All right, all right, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> but honestly, man, so many awesome moments from this season – it's just it's been incredible. I'm I'm just loving it. Fun to look back and reflect on this kind of stuff. And you know, like I said, I'm gonna be saying this for the next few weeks. Now we got to finish the job. Now it's time for our favorite segment, Money Moves. I think for every single segment we've had, you said it was our favorite. I love. <laughs> I just love this podcast so much. I do too, but every you know what I was telling this at <laughs> all the games. I just walk around telling people I love them. I really do, man. I love everyone. You do do that. It's good. I love. Uh, bring po- bring I gotta some spread, positive energy. I gotta spread the positive energy, man. Hey, you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I told <laughs> at the USF game, the band was walking by, and I told every single one of them as they walked by in the field that I love them. It was pretty awesome. Hey, some pe- some people don't feel don't get any love, I, so that's what I'm yeah, saying, man. I love the band, dude. Good for you. They stand out there in those hot-ass uniforms. That must suck. Like, blowing in a stuff. and <laughs> <laughs> Tubas. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's fun if you like music, but, like, it's it can't. And, you know, all the practices and stuff out yeah. there in the heat. So, shout out to the band. Love you guys. All right, All right. What are now we? to my picks. Okay. <laughs> so I ended the regular season last week with a record of 26-18, and 18, 59%. I was 1-1 one one last week. My big winner, obviously, duh, was UCF. Did have a loss with Texas. But I got to say, this was quite a journey. This is actually the first year, and I've been picking games for years and years, but... This is the first year that I've actually tracked all of my picks throughout a college football year. And to be 59%, and huge, I'm man. not exactly sure what Chris the Bear Felica ended up, but going into last week, he was 500. He did pick UCF yeah. this week. Oh, I he saw did? that, yeah. Okay, well, so, good for him. Yeah. He was like 19 and 19, like, bro, get out of here. They need they need me on game day. 26 and 18, 59%. Big time. Living up to my name. Hey, and I mean... You know, when we started this podcast, I don't think I ever called you Money Moo before. It just kind of, I'm it like, all right, clicked. we need a name, man. Yeah. It makes sense. And yeah, you're the man, Money Moo. So. so anyway, I don't want to disappoint anyone, but you won't hear any of my picks during this show. We're actually going to do a full episode in about a week or two with every single bowl game 
All the bowl games. Every single bowl game, I will pick, putting my record on the line, my 26-18 and 18 record on the line. Every single bowl game, even down to the Alcorn State grambling something, <laughs> whatever. I'll do some research. I'll, I'll pick it. And uh, I hope you guys – I really hope you guys enjoyed my picks. I hope you followed some of my picks. I know I've seen on Twitter there's oh, been yeah. some people, you know – Posting how much money they win when on you all were, my picks. When you were like seven and zero in that two week span, yeah. man, people started going crazy. That really got the par- podcast like jump got, started. Got at that no point. tips. Ask for tips. No tips. But well, these picks are free and yeah, whatever. I get you know I get what I deserve. So well, you you make money off of yeah. them. So anyway, so yeah, be looking out for that in about a week or two for our full episode on bowl all preview, the bowl, all everything. the bowl games, all the bowl. Give me all the bowls. God, I can't believe the regular season's over. It I went know. by so fast. Oh, it sucks. It does. But, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm not complaining, but I'm a, I'm kind of glad there's at least this week no games. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired, man. I'm exhausted. I just, did, I just went four, I don't know how many weeks in a row you did, but I did four weeks in a row. Did you go, what was before Navy? Oh, you didn't go to Navy. So, actually, Before I, Navy was Temple. Before that. And plus, I went to the, I mean, I went to every game besides UConn and... ECU Na- and Navy and Navy, yeah, it was cause quite a bit in a row. Um, very exhausting. Been a really, really good time though, and especially just a drive. Well, you're four hours. Of, you're pretty much like four hours away. Yeah, that's like three and a half. Three if we drive fast. It only took me like three to get home today. Awesome, not bad. Oh wait, no, I came from Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm delirious. So then you're going slow. I'm delirious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a lot of travel, a lot of hotel nights. But you know what? We do it for this team because we love them. Yep. And it's been worth it, definitely. Put my body, my health on the line for this team. <laughs> Every week. Can you sign up ahead of time for liver transplant? Can you just get on the list now? Because mm, <laughs> Probably not. All these games, man. All it's right, a anyway. lot, It's a lot of drinking. Yeah. A anyway. Lot. So a lot I'm res- going to take this weekend lot, off. A lot of responsible drinking. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited to not drink this weekend. I think my body's excited not to yeah. drink this weekend. All right, anyway, let's talk about my NFL pick. I picked the Colts over the Jaguars with their backup quarterback in over Bortles. Of course, the Jags won. <laughs> you know, good old 6 nothing makes no sense. I, I really don't like NFL. And we said it last week. I, I can barely remember to set my fantasy lineup. I just don't care about it that much. Yeah. It's not that entertaining. I don't know. Maybe it's just because UCF's so good, it kind of like stole me away from watching NFL. I don't Possibly. I don't care about fantasy that much anymore. I don't know. Well, I'm going to beat your butt in the playoffs this week. It is. Do we play each other? I'm the four. Oh, yeah. We, well, we played this week and I lost. Oh, yeah. But then we play again. <laughs> we play again because f- I think I'm the four seed and you're the one. So yeah, you're going down. Here we go. Great. Cool. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, that was my NFL pick. I'm not doing a pick this week. And, uh, yeah, I just I really don't care about NFL. We got way too much other important stuff to think and talk and worry about. So that's that. While we're talking about NFL, real quick, shout out to Traquan Smith, though. He's having a really, really awesome rookie season for the Saints. You know, he might end up in the Super Bowl this year. So shout out to him. Uh, Really, really good rookie season. All right. Last segment, we've got our Monday mailbag. That was horrible. No, it was actually pretty good. (laughs) I can't make noises like that. All right, uh, Monday mailbag. 
didn't have that many questions this week, but I'll well, start. Well, that's with... because you forgot to tweet it out early enough. Yeah. Like I told you. I know. Hours Dude, and hours and hours ago. I've been a zombie today, man. I Here's the thing. you Kiddos out here, listen, man. Once you get close to 30, like a Saturday game, it, like these football games is like a two-day hangover. Like the recovery time is just really, really slow. And I know I, know I sound like an old geezer now, but it's crazy how much it catches up to you once you get. It like, does. When you when you start to I get think close, like twenty six, it starts. When you start to be closer to thirty than twenty, it like really, really starts. But anyway, I sound like a whiny little bitch. Okay. It's funny though because I've talked to younger, I've talked to kids who are like twenty twenty one. They're like, oh nah, that ain't gonna happen to me. No, nope. uh, we said the that's same, what we, we said, said the too. same thing when we were that Dude. young. We would go out like five nights a week to Devaney's and get hammered till like 2 a.m. And I would like wake up at 7 and like do stuff and be like completely yeah. fine. A little tired, but like completely fine. And the thought of that now, it just like, it, nah. that sounds miserable. Um, anyway, all right. First question here from UCF Chief How good is Mac? Hashtag scary with a return of the Mac gif. Molly pretty much answered his own question. Scary. He's scary good. He's really good, and, you know, we talked about it before, but his throwing abilities is good, and that's the one thing, you know, we were kind of iffy about, and Squints talked about it last week. He said, you know, he, he looks really good throwing the ball, but it's such a small sample size, and he proved it this game. I think his his completion percentage was pretty high. Uh, he didn't make any really bad throws. He had maybe one throw that wasn't that good that I saw that could have been picked, but there was no one there, that one where he was falling over, but... He's you know, really you know good. what's really scary for opposing defenses is there was maybe three or four different times where we had open, like wide open streaking receivers that he just missed by like a little bit. Yeah. There was well, there was one that he missed by a lot, but he can tune <laughs> he can tune this up like yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, I mean I this... believe. And when he does that, ooh. He's scary. Watch and, out. You know, Memphis used the Wildcat because essentially your quarterback, it's ten, it's 11 on 10. The quarterback isn't a running threat most of the time. That's why they run the Wildcat, because now you've got to account for that extra person on offense, and it's harder to stop. They do that because their quarterback's not that good, and they're really good at running the ball. Well, with Mac in the game, it's like we're in the Wildcat all the time because of his running ability, and it's just another dimension for the defenses to, to kind of have to worry about. So, yeah, to answer your question, he is scary, and I'm – I'm excited for this bowl game. This is going to be awesome. I think we match up really, really well versus LSU. I'm excited to see what Mac's going to do on the real big stage. Our next question comes from Kira Burke. She wants to know the cheapest way to get to the Fiesta Bowl. Walk. If you start now, you'll make it, I think. Possibly. It's free. Oh, I'll have to look that up later. Anyway, <laughs> I can Google it. A few, in. a few different tips I've picked up around, you know, people talking about it is some people are actually flying to Denver, depending on how much time you have. Ooh, I have an idea. Go back in time and bet on UCF like I said do last week. There that, you go. That also would have worked. <laughs> some people are flying to Denver, renting a car. Some people are flying to San Diego, Las Vegas. You could drive. I mean, a road trip that long with four, you know, three or four friends. That'd be fun. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's, I think it's like thirty-one hours or something like yeah. that. It's not terrible. I mean, when we when the longest I've driven was to Texas, and we broke that up on the way there. But on the way back for the Texas game, 
I drove the whole 18 hours straight. I think we stopped at a casino or something for a couple hours in um, Mississippi, but I, it's not that bad. It, it was really actually a fun time. Like it, it sounds like it's that long, but when you're with your friends, I mean, it's no different than just hanging out at home. Yeah. And it all just depends on your situation too, like to work around your job or how much time you can get off. And all right. So let's, let's tailor this to assuming these kids, you know, they're in college and their job's not that important. You might have to quit your job to go to this. It'd be worth it. How can we get them there on a budget? I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, you drive and honestly, the gas is so cheap now. It really doesn't matter. It's almost like, under $2 a gallon. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably gonna have to do like 10 tanks. I'd or rather, so. I'd rather have like whoever has the biggest car unless they have like a suburban or something crazy like that. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, but d- don't do it in like a, Corolla, a Toyota Corolla or do something Do it in stupid. an SUV. Like, you're yeah. going to hate your life once you get to like Texas. Seriously. <laughs> Probably even before that. Yeah. You could even break up the drive. New Orleans, great place to stop. A lot of fun stuff to do on the way. So it's it's really up to you. As far as sleeping arrangements, the hotels are all pretty expensive near the stadium. But outside of that little area, there's some cheap, really cheap Airbnbs. I got this five-bedroom house that sleeps 12 and for three nights it's $1,500 so for 12 people it's coming out to like $120 a person it's cheap but if you stay not near the stadium there was stuff for like like 100 bucks a night I think where you could probably crash with like five people there so definitely some good options out there look if you really want to go you will find a way to make this happen you got a month so I mean the tickets aren't that expensive save up what like save of like fifty dollars a day for the rest of the month, right? right? Just put it on a credit card. Who cares? We'll figure it out later. Or just don't buy anybody a Christmas gift. Hey, there you go. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Honestly, you, you deserve it as a fan. If someone to go didn't get me a Christmas present because they wanted to go to a bowl game, that's awesome. Good I for them. I wouldn't even feel bad. I'd feel happy for them. my present. My present is the happiness that I receive knowing that you got to go to the bowl game. Yeah, that's the best kind of gift you can give. Seriously though. Find a way to make it happen. I promise you, you will not regret it. And you never know how long it's going to be until we're in a game like this. And, you know, this is kind of the culmination, like I said before, of these two seasons. And it's all coming together. Everything's on the line because, hypothetically, if we were to lose this game, we're not. But there's going to be so much. I told you so, all that crap. It's not an option. This is it. Everything else almost doesn't matter if we don't win this game. And in order to win it, we need all the fan support we can get. We got to control what we can control, and being there is part of it. Especially, I know there's a ton of Knights fans out in California, Denver, Las Vegas. Oh, know. yeah. Speaking of getting there, so I'm going to Vegas, and my flight home to Fort Myers is only 120 bucks. I was going to go to Vegas anyway. Christmas with my mom, so it actually kind of works out. It's only like 50 bucks for a flight from Vegas to Phoenix. And I think I looked at flights from L.A. and San, San Francisco, too, and they're only like 50 bucks. So if you're going out there, you can make like a little trip out of it if you want to stop in Cali, Denver, or Las Vegas. But anyway, seriously, you can find a way. You can. Yeah, you got a month to figure it out. It's not like it's this week. So do whatever it takes to uh, do that. Sell something. There's got to be something you can sell. Yep. Everyone has something they can sell. Something. You don't need it. Some watch or, you know, some clothes or your books from school uh there's got to be a way you can fit you can scrape together it's going to be expensive you can scrape the money yeah. together like for it, it. it might sound insane you know a 500 hundred dollar flight to phoenix but you know once it's done you only feel bad like once you see that 
that money, you know, coming over from your bank account or, or whatever. Once you're at the game, you're not going to care how much money oh, no. you spent. Oh, no. Not at all. You know? And, like, I spent, like, two two 220 or 240 on my tickets which, uh, last year for the Peach Bowl. I thought it was absolutely absurd. But did I ever think about that money when I was at the game? No. Absolutely not. It was one of the best games I've ever seen in my entire life. We were right Didn't there regret it one bit. And I don't miss that 400-something dollars for me and my wife to go at all. No, dude. Life is about... Life's about the journey and the experiences. And, I mean, obviously, you got to be smart with your money and stuff. But what are we doing? Why are we living? Like, you got to enjoy stuff. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a pretty big UCF fan. You got to go to the game. This is what this is what we do this for. I mean, and honestly, I'm you know, I say all this so passionately because I'm speaking from experience. I didn't go to the first Fiesta Bowl. And it's probably the biggest regret of my life which is kind of pathetic. I should probably have something more important, but to me that is important. Uh, maybe not buying Bitcoin when it was like $200. <laughs> no, but seriously, and going back, I, I was maybe one year out of college. I just started in real estate, really didn't have any money, but looking back on it, I could have found a way to get there. I could have did it. I just did. I was broke. I mean, I could have borrowed money. Someone would have loaned me the money. You would have loaned me the money probably. Yeah. Wait, why didn't you go? <laughs> I think it was work again. Oh yeah, you you were still working. I got to quit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but that's why I you know I, I watched the game from home. It was awesome, but I, I would have did anything to go back in time and be there. And life, you don't a lot of time you don't get second chances. The Peach Bowl was my second chance, and I mean that was like you said you one made of the, the most of it. One of the sure. I definitely made the most of it. But now we've got a third chance, and. Especially like if you didn't go to the first Fiesta and you didn't go to the Peach, come on. And you're listen and you're listening to this podcast. That means you're a very dedicated UCF fan. Got to go to this. You game. have to go. Do it. Figure it out. Because we are going there to finish the job, and I want you to be there to experience it because it's going to be amazing. That feeling when Shaquan Burkett took back that pick six and to put us up two touchdowns. And I finally started to realize, I'm like, dude, I, I think we're actually going to, and you know, obviously I had the confidence going into the game, but it didn't feel real that it was going to happen until he took that ball back. And that's that picture, the, the famous picture of me jumping with, you know, my, my arms extended and my mouth open screaming because that's when it like all just finally hit me that, wow, we're doing this. And that was like the best feeling of my entire life. I can't remember any other feeling better than that. Well, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but seriously, I want you guys to experience that moment too, because it's going to happen at this game and it, it's just, it was just exhilarating. So figure it out, get there. Um, do we have any more questions? No, I think that's it. I think that's it. And I think we pretty much summed everything up. We, we covered everything. So uh, we'll be back next week with a little bit of a different episode bowl preview we'll talk more about some basketball and hopefully break down the ucf lsu matchup and we do have that special guest that i talked about a few episodes ago oh the special special one special guest uh i'll, I'll go ahead and reveal it was marcus jordan former ucf basketball player and obviously the son of michael jordan really really good interview so i think we'll put that on next week's show also yeah that's it see you guys go knights can't wait charge on
Dominate Charts. <laughs>